Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. The NFL season is over. And it's officially draft season for everybody, not just us. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. Heath Miller, LJ Smith, and Todd Heap's biggest fan. And with me, as always, is AJ, blocking tight ends are better, Marchese. Uh, fuck Jeremy Stevens. Oof, okay, that's a take. Today, we'll look at some potential landing spots for the top 10 available QBs for the 2019 season. That includes free agents, non-free agents, and rookies. And then, we'll continue our 2019 NFL draft position rankings with the tight ends, of course. So, let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving down to Nashville, maybe. Looking for a net or Bosa. Draft Matt Gay on the first day. Draft Matt Gay on the second day. Just get Matt Gay on your squad. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. I'd like to take a second. To tell you all about our new friends from TickSplit, the official ticket provider of the Armchair Media Network. Unlike other ticketing providers that sneak in extra fees and unexplained service charges, at TickSplit, the price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing the sporting event, concert, or Broadway show of your choosing. Go to TickSplits.com and enter promo code ARMCHAIR. At checkout, receive 5% off your total ticket purchase. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z dot com. Promo code armchair. Tick splits. Guaranteed seats. Guaranteed emotions. Beautiful reader up. Thank you. That's one of my better ones. I agree. Um, a lot of P's in there. Not, I'm supposed to overpronounce the p- 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 I bet that sounded nice. That's, that's all I was thinking about while I read that. Anyway, so... The NFL season is over. The NFL draft and NFL free agency are approaching. So, uh, just to fill time, really, we went, we went ahead. I uh, selected the 10, in my opinion, I guess, the top 10 available uh, quarterbacks for the 2019 season, both between free agency, potential uh, cut and or trades, and um, the draft, of course. So, uh, I guess we'll just go through. These are not ranked in any particular order, starting with quarterbacks no. already in the league and then into the no this is exactly how you feel about all these players yeah joe flacco is my number two option yeah. correct uh and yes uh okay uh so we'll start with nick Foles. obviously he just uh he's gonna buy out his contract with the philadelphia eagles and likely will be a free agent unless of course they franchise tag him um 
where do you think he lands in 2019? Uh, for his landing spot, I, I put the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think this was my easiest one. I think that's like legitimately happening. That's see, like, yeah. The only issue is the cap hit, I guess. But um, a reuniting with John DeFilippo makes kind of it's kind of an obvious landing spot there. B, it just seems like a type of move that Tom Coughlin would kind of yeah. swing for at this point in time. Like, both, you know, both based on how Coughlin is, I yeah. wanting. To win sooner rather than later, so going with a veteran option at quarterback who's done it, yeah, and also because the defense is—I know it obviously had a terrible down season compared to the season before, but the personnel is all pretty much the same. So in theory, you have a championship contending defense still, and you have a fourth overall pick at running back. Whether that he's panned out or not, I'm not going to say, but like the pieces are there for a veteran QB to insert. And potentially turn them around far quicker than a rookie quarterback. Yeah, he's just hoping to recreate New York and have uh, his defense carrying his quarterback to two Super Bowls. Defense and pounding the rock. And that way, if they do get Nick Foles, um, they're able to use that seventh overall pick on uh, someone who can help them instantly. Probably, I would assume, um, on offense. But, uh, But, like... It's a little like I definitely agree, but their first round pick last year, Taven Bryan, that clearly wasn't an immediate. Yeah, but that that was the thirtieth overall pick. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just just playing. A little and bit it, yeah, no, but I do. Th- I I mean, I'm working on a mock draft right now, seven round mock draft, what? in fact, and I uh, I have them um, going offense, and it's an immediate starter. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a tease. You can visit armchairallamericans.com. Maybe it's up while you're listening to this. So. So, yeah, we call that a tease in the business. Um, what business? <sighs> life. Oh. Yeah, so I don't know. Foles, and that's the rumor already is that the Jaguars. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. This is the one I struggle the most with. <laughs> the, the Ravens are likely moving on from Joe Flacco. Um, they can it seems, cut him. He's checked out. He's checked out, yeah. They can, yeah, they can cut him with no dead money. So getting rid of him this offseason makes complete sense. And what landing spot do you have for uh, Joe Cool? <laughs> I ended up going with the Miami Dolphins. Okay, that, that would probably I, I tangled with that idea. My, yeah, I don't know. the you know Flores and the Patriots staff there have seen Flacco <laughs> perform against them before. Uh, I, I don't. I, I like it. Like you said, I struggle with Joe Flacco. I don't know where the hell he's going to end up. It's, I don't know how the league views him still. Yeah, I was going to say it's because it like he feels like he. The NFL will still view him as carrying the starter pedigree ability. Meanwhile, we don't think he's very good at all. So it's like you have to balance what you think with what you think the league probably thinks about the guy. Yeah, I I, I tried to pair him with a rookie quarterback. Little little tease, that's what we call it in the business room. I I have a different rookie quarterback pairing. Uh, That's also a tease. Um, For Flacco, I actually landed on the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't Be- hate that. Because my, my the way I theorized it was, I would not want to sign Joe Flacco with the plans of him being my starter. <laughs> yeah, me either. Uh, but I also, just knowing Carson Wentz's injury history, I wouldn't want to just roll with no uh, experience backup once Foles is out. So, yeah. and, and, and Flacco, although I don't think he's very good, and I'd rather have Nick Foles than Joe Flacco, he kind of similar... Mold of big arm, big body, push the ball deep. I don't. Other than that, they're not like 
that similar, but no, I, I, I do think uh, getting a, an experienced backup QB makes a lot of sense for the Eagles, especially a guy who's won a Super Bowl. I, I don't, I don't mind that at all. I, I just, don't, I don't know if his ego is like, I don't know if he'd want to yeah. do that. It, it, this would be like if the NFL really doesn't view him at all as a starter, which I don't. Yeah, think I, I don't think that's going to happen, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's kind of how I landed on it. Okay. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, the New Orleans Saints backup QB, is a free agent this offseason. And uh, where do you think he lands? I had him going back to New Orleans. I think that makes sense. Uh, obviously, they traded a third-round pick tra- for him, yeah. so they, I'm assuming, plan to have him as in their future. I don't think they had. he had the type of year that's going to, like, you know, coming into the season, they're like, oh, maybe he'll have a big bounce back year. Obviously, he's not starting, but, you know, in some capacity where he's going to end up getting paid in the in March. But I don't think he had that year. I think he's going to be affordable enough to go back to New Orleans. And I think they... Uh, I, I, and I don't disagree, but I do think he's going to want uh, to go somewhere where he knows he's got a shot to compete for the starting job. So I landed on the Miami Dolphins for him. Okay, I don't mind that, like... My, I think they, like, process, it's, a, it's a big carousel this year. Like, not that many good names, but it's a, it's a carousel. Yeah, yeah. And my, my thought process was they're moving on from Tannehill, almost guaranteed. Yep. Yeah. Um, they can bring in a bridge quarterback. I, I, the rumor is the Dolphins aren't going to draft a quarterback uh, in on day one. They'll take uh, a guy later. And I think that would make sense with pairing him with uh, Bridgewater on, let's say, like some two-year deal. And the rumors that they're going to be looking at a quarterback in 2020. So mm-hmm. I think you get in Bridgewater, and I, I I still I I would much rather have Teddy Bridgewater as my starting quarterback than Joe Flacco. <laughs> Me too. Or even like or Ryan Tannehill. Like I I still believe in Teddy Bridgewater. Um, yeah. And like I don't know. I I just think you need to bring in uh, same idea as your thought process with Flacco. Like they need to bring in a veteran QB and. Uh, just trying to find something at the position. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're probably just tanking for Trevor Lawrence. So, in two years, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's probably the right call. They're, they're, um, they've done it before. Um, for Jake Long, baby, let's go. Ryan Tannehill, the current Miami Dolphins QB. Where you got him going? It, it was it was hard not to pick Cincy, but it just didn't make sense. Uh, Zach Taylor's background with him is strong. He was with him for seven years at A and M uh, and Miami, but. Uh, we've talked about this one before. I ended up throwing Ryan in Washington. Me too. I, I, it seems, it sounds nice. It looks right. I can picture Burgundy on Ryan. With Alex Smith's future being so uncertain, and we know Jay Gruden likes Alex Smith, Ryan Tannehill is kind of... Alex Smithy? Alex Smithy, I would say. Like, the, the combination of mobility, if you get him in a passing attack that isn't putting a ton of pressure on him making huge play like kind of like mm-hmm. Alex Smith type passing attack. I think he can be an okay starter. I don't hate Ryan Tannehill. I don't think he's that great, but um I wouldn't hate him as my bridge quarterback, I guess, especially for Washington with like Alex Smith's future being so uncertain. Yeah. It just seems like the correct fit for him. Uh okay. Uh Tyrod Taylor, the Cleveland Browns backup QB, where you got him going? I didn't know where to put Tyrod. I uh I ended up settling to put him in Oakland or Las okay. Vegas where, or San Fran, wherever they're playing next year. I, uh, I I don't know if I see Gruden drafting a quarterback. I mean, he probably will. I, so I just ended up putting someone to nip at the heels of Derek Carr, maybe he's better than Derek Carr, and uh, someone I think Gruden can kind of get behind a little bit of dynastic. 
I can't say dynastic. Nope. What word dynamic? am I trying to say, Rob? Dynamic. Dynamic. Yeah. Dynamic ability at the quarterback spot. I don't know. Why I struggle with that so much. Uh, a little change it up in Oakland. Probably end up being backup. But I, I don't know what the hell they're doing in general. So. Uh, I went with the New Orleans Saints for Tyrod. Uh, mm-hmm. With my theory of Teddy leaving, I think they need to bring in um, a veteran QB who's started before, just to put him behind Breeze. Um, yeah. I do think having all. I always am a fan of having some mobility in your backup quarterback. Me too. Also, you know Tyrod can attack underneath, um, and if he had to spot start in New Orleans in Sean Payton's system with the weapons, or I think he'd be just fine. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he's not like a long-term answer once Drew Brees is gone, but I, I think it, it, he's one of the better backup quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, I like Tyrod. Me too. Uh, okay, that is all of the current NFL QBs. On to the the crop of draftable ones now, starting with Oakland A's slash Oklahoma quarterback Kyler Murray. Uh, I, I put him in Cincy. You steal this idea from me that I invented. No, you, I didn't steal this from you. I didn't, I've never heard you mention that, to be honest. <laughs> I was talking about it all Super Bowl party. With Were multiple. Yeah, I was. Time. I wasn't listening. I was, I was inebriated. Go to armchairomericans.com, read my seven-round mock draft, and that's where I have him going. It's not out yet. I can't steal from a mock that's not out. Yeah, but you heard me talk about it. This is all lies. I, did. I swear to God. It, it, it does make sense, though, doesn't it? Like I I've said it for a while. I've a ton before. on yeah. it, but I think it makes a ton of sense. I do, too. Like, um... Andy, you know he's not going to be really the answer. Um, Zach Taylor's coming in. Usually means a new quarterback when you're having, like, you know, coming from college, too. Well, not really, but you know what I mean. A background and all that. I I think the fit could work. Dynamic ability, Rob. I remember the word. Yeah, good, good, good. But, yeah, I I agree. The, The Bengals option makes sense getting Zach Taylor, the young quarterback guru, with a young quarterback to build his offense around. Cincinnati's clearly going completely opposite of what we've seen from them in recent mm-hmm. years with Marvin Lewis and the same old, same old. So why not do it with the quarterback position as well? Get away from Andy Dalton. Make this Kyler City. Um, he's also extremely marketable, and I know Mike Brown's interested in making money. Yeah, that's like, big. Like, of all, I know he's, like, kind of awkward in interviews and everything, but just, like, his persona alone and, like, who he is makes him so much more marketable as a rookie quarterback than basically every other rookie QB. Uh, no, definitely. Definitely. Um, and, yeah, I think uh, getting him – because we obviously we know the Bengals receiving core the, um, and the running back duo is in great shape. Yeah, uh, like tell me that – would, that would be one of the most, if not the most, exciting, like going into the season, offense in the league. Like, and the O-line's coming together – it's, and, yeah, and it got, if they it got better. And if they spend some, um, like, obviously they'd be taking Kyler Murray in the first round, but if they spend other picks on the offensive line and they start really putting that offense together, I think mm-hmm. Ky- Kyler Murray can be a long-term answer in Cincinnati. And I, I am quite high on Kyler Murray. Me too. Uh, okay, on to Dwayne Haskins, the Ohio State QB. I kept it simple here. I, I, I put him with the New York Giants. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think that one makes – Although they keep saying Eli Manning's their starter going forward, that he, it, yeah. it makes sense to go Giants. He right. he seems like the type of passion that Pat Shermer would like too. He gets the ball out quick. He's a quick yeah. decision maker, quick processor, rhythm thrower. Now also, inserting a guy like 
Dwayne Haskins into an offense that already has Saquon Barkley, Sterling Shepard, Odell Beckham, Evan Ingram. Yeah. Um, like, it's already stacked. So the only concern it, there is the offensive line, but yeah, of course, of course, and um, I think again, spending other picks on uh, developing that at least you know yep. you've got a guy in Will Hernandez going forward, and you mm-hmm. paid for Nate Solder. I mean, it's not great, <laughs> yeah. but it is what it is. Um, and also Pat Shermer, we saw in Minnesota with a poor offensive line, his passing game because of the way it's built, it can work even if you've got a subpar O line. So I think yep. just getting the right quarterback in there who can be a quick decision maker, get the ball into your playmaker's hands, Haskins makes complete sense for them. I agree. Uh, okay, Missouri quarterback Drew Locke. I, uh, the, the long rumored one is like, like John Elliott's just going to fall in love with this guy. And I ended up doing that to the Denver Broncos. Correct. I think it's a it's a good situation for everyone, to be honest. I At least like you're not forced to start Drew this year. He'll probably end up starting. Like Case Keenum will yeah, probably they, lose that. They job always do. But you know, you're not forced to. At least you can you can throw Case out there another year. Um, the offense is coming together. You know, you can picture Drew Locke throwing the ball to to Corlin Sutton and all those guys. Like, it's just I feel like John Elway's going to fall in love with, yeah. with his talent and Drew Locke's, his personality too. And yeah. Drew, Drew Locke's for John, you know. Yeah. And uh, no, I have the same thing. I think. We have, we've already yeah the rumors are already started about Elway being in love with Locke. We saw it at the Senior Bowl. The arm talent obviously can't deny that. There's a ton of flaws in Drew Locke's game, so having Case Keenum there to start is helpful. So you can help develop Drew Locke. I wouldn't take a I wouldn't spend a first round pick on Drew Locke. I the only quarterbacks in this draft that spend a first round pick on are Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins. Me too. But I don't doubt Elway will will take Locke. Because he keeps on trying at QB, and I guess you have to respect that. But um, yeah. and it's the same issues. Like Drew Lock has similar issues that he's overlooked before with other quarterbacks. Yeah, so. and I, I do think Lock's a good fit if it does. Like if he does pan out, he yeah, fits. It's a good what, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So I mean, they're gonna bet on that. I wouldn't, but I, I don't doubt Elway uh, would. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Boise State QB Brett Rippin. This is one where I went off the uh, I went off the path a little bit. I ended up putting him in a spot where he will. I, I like I like Brett Rippon a lot. I I think he can start pretty soon in the NFL, but I put him somewhere where he's gonna sit behind an old quarterback and learn. I ended up putting him with the LA Chargers, and I, I did like that because I, I like the fit a lot. I, I, have I the could same process. Him. Yeah, so go ahead. Sorry, I have the same process, just landed on a different team. I, yeah, I can see him going from the Smurf turf to wearing the powder blue. Ooh. I, uh, I I like that fit. I always always have a guy in each draft, I think. There's like, okay, this is Philip Rivers' replacement. I like this a lot. <laughs> they never end up doing it. But, yeah, for, uh, for me, I landed on the New England Patriots for Rippin. I mean, okay. um, I more the New Orleans Saints. Obviously, uh, put Ty Robb with the Saints. And I, I went New England mm-hmm. for Rippin because he, he fits, um, first of all, he checks all the Bill Parcells quarterback rules, <laughs> yeah. and that's the most important. But um, Rippin, uh, ball placement, footwork, ability to play in, in the pocket. Um, yeah. He, quick decision maker, smart decision maker. He hits all the things I think Belichick looks for in quarterbacks. And I think having – obviously, Brady just won the Super Bowl. Brady's got a couple years left. Let's say Brady has three years left. 
that's perfect to develop Rippin over the next three years and then mm-hmm. start them. Yep. And that, that's kind of my process. Because I do think, I mean, they, they started looking at, they take a quarterback pretty often normally and not in low rounds, which is smart because Belichick's smart. And then he's, he trades them for things, which is also smart. Uh, he sh- Although he should have got more for Jacob. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, like, Jacoby Brissett could be a starting quarterback. Should probably be a starting quarterback in the NFL because I think he's better than a handful of starters. And, like, Belichick, I I mean, they miss a lot on the quarterbacks too. But, like, even Matt Castle, guys like that, they're going to take a quarterback. They're not just going to roll with Brian Hoyer, I don't think. Uh, Okay, finally, Duke quarterback Daniel Jones. I kind of struggle with Daniel Jones. I, I wasn't sure where to put him. <clears throat> I ended up sticking him in Miami. To, to pair I, I you. The, the, to your, so you paired him with Flacco, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. That's okay. I, I stuck uh, him in Washington, paired him with Tannehill. So those are my – yeah, that's that was actually my other one. I had Washington here first, and then I, I raced and put Miami. I think those are two – Spots for him. Like, like we talked about with Tannehill. I think Gruden would like him a lot, and I, I think he also is a little bit patriot-y in uh, – Flores and O'Shea would like him too. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I think those are kind of the two spots for Daniel Jones I, I just, and New England. But yeah, I uh, I, I, I landed on Washington with him because I think he, like we said, Tannehill and Alex Smith are similar. I think he, like my comp for Jones yeah. is Alex Smith. It's like the same thing. I think he's not gonna be like his arms blowing nobody away. He's gonna be a short passing attack mm-hmm. guy. You have to take advantage of his legs to get the most out of him as well. Um, yeah. I like I wouldn't take I would definitely not take him in the first round, but yeah, hopefully hopefully those are in the forties with yeah the like teams. I would hit, hit, Rippin and Jones are the like I would take Murray and Haskins first round Lock Rippin and Jones mm-hmm. are day two guys to me. Yeah, I like I, I expect Lock to go. Yeah, first me too, round. me too. Uh, but jo- Jones know, Jones yeah. could go anywhere from thirteen to Miami to somewhere in the second round. Because you just never know with NFL teams. Yeah, I think he could. Yeah, I think like thirteen to sixty. Is yeah, and like I would not want to bet my franchise on Daniel Jones, and I like Daniel Jones. Well, I thought I did, and then I started seeing people mocking yeah. him in the first round, real. Yeah, especially after that Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everyone is asking me who's going to win the big game. Will Tom Brady and Bill Belichick add another championship? Well, they already did. You fool. Or will the upset Rams and brilliant young Sean McVay be the last team standing? They weren't. I'll tell you that. Nope. <laughs> just remember, where you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting on. I said that wrong. That's why I always <laughs> tell people to go to mybookie.ag. I can say it wrong if the, it's an old ad. So, my bookie has been in business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do big cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. And they have the fastest payouts. Seriously, just two business days. Even better, my bookie has become a premier destination for props. These guys truly let you bet on anything. Whether it's the length of the national anthem or the color of the sports drink dumped on the winning coach, my bookie has a buffet of Patriots Rams props that are now old for you to chew on. They'll also let you live bet the game, which is over. I only recommend services that have been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. Join now, my bookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus. Use promo code HEAVEN25 to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Uh, I know that was a Super Bowl ad, but hey, I'm sure you can probably go to my bookie and uh, bet on trade deadline stuff in the NBA, and I, that kind of sounds fun. 
Not to me, but it does. I would like it's to put a lot sure. of money on betting on Anthony Davis going somewhere. Because it's a surefire <laughs> winning bet. Toronto, baby. Can I bet on Mike Conley to Toronto? Because you know I'm all for that. Yeah, I know. You'd be very I excited. need that in my life. That make. I have a, I have a bad life. That would make my life good. Okay. Tight end talk. Yes, that's yeah. right. Part offensive line, part wide receiver. What's not to love? Wait, what? They do that now? You're allowed that now? To play tight ends? Not in the CFL. Oh, okay. Thank God. That'd make no sense. Um, okay. Let's, I mean, let's dive right in. Well, first, actually, it's a pretty damn good tight end class because we had most of the underclassmen declare. It's a very good tight end class. Yeah, I like it a lot. Especially because we've had poor tight end classes, I don't know, the last few years. When's the last time? We had a good one, what? Was it 2014, I want to say? I I liked last year's, or I thought I did, and then it kind of fell apart a bit. Yeah, it was uh, it was okay. I don't know. Uh, but the, compared to this year's, it sucked. Um yeah, this year's a lot. It's a lot deeper. It's it's deeper and the yeah. top heavier. Mm-mm. Like yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah. It is. And there's like even so. There's even a bunch of guys who I think like probably won't get drafted, but can go undrafted and make a team just because they have the ability to be good blocking tight ends. There's like a lot of those guys. Mm-hmm. I found. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Uh, without further ado, though, what tight end in this class, AJ? Has the highest floor. I uh, I kept it simple here, Rob. I went to T.J. Hawkinson. The correct Iowa. answer. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's kind of all he's already put together there, Rob. Like he he's yeah. a plug and play starting tight end. Yeah. He. I I'm not I'm not I'm not the top ten talk guy. We'll get there though. And uh, uh, I I I'm generally scared off from taking a tight end in the top ten though. Yeah, me too. They need to be really really special. Um. It, End of the first twenties, yeah. I, I think, and I like, think T.J. Hawkinson's quite special for a tight end. And I still mm-hmm. like I, I don't know, t- top ten tight end. Like it's, I don't know. I, how I, often I, do we see it work out anymore? Sorry, how often do we see it work out anymore? Like, like O.J. Howard didn't go top ten. So, am yeah. I really taking a tight end top ten? Oh, Eric Ebron worked out on his second try with the Colts, baby. Pro Bowl. <laughs> Uh yeah no uh, I think Hawkins, Hawkinson, he's just so well rounded. What makes though. his floor? Yeah. Sorry, he's just so well rounded. Yeah, his his blocking ability make like put them. He's mm-hmm. he might be the he's probably the best blocking tight end in the whole draft. Probably, and he's yeah. also not just that kind of guy. He he's got mm-hmm. athleticism. We'll talk a bit more on him when we actually go through our rankings. But he's also yeah. a monster after the catch. He does everything quite well. I I'm not worried about any part of his game. No, me either. Like, like the blocking is probably the highest level of his trait. You know, what I'm trying to say because I'm not going to say that's his best trait because he does everything well. But it he he's a monster blocker. Trait. Is basically your point. Yes. Right? Like you'll see him drive people ten yards downfield and flatten them. Yeah, like, like he he's, wants he's a to great block. blocker. And everything else is just done like really yeah. well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who's got the highest ceiling? I want no offense. Correct. I don't. I don't love no offense, uh, but the athleticism. It's impressive, and that's – I can see Noah Fant being a big bust, but I can also see him being an, a special weapon for a team. I think the landing spot is big for Noah Fant. It's more important for Fant than it is for Hawkinson, for sure. Definitely. Oh, Hawkinson can go into any, any offense yeah. in the NFL I think, and be very I good. think that too. 
Yeah, Noah Fant needs to find the right landing spot, or the right landing spot needs to find Noah Fant. I, and I, I think, yeah. I, ahead, I, just, I think I'm higher on Fant than you, just based on uh, how you're speaking about him. But, like, I also don't disagree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. In yeah. the right offense, he can be, I think, a Pro Bowl tight end. But yeah. in the wrong offense, maybe it's like a, just that eh, you don't want to take that type of guy too early if it's the wrong yes. fit. And yes. Eric Ebron type, but like I think he's much better than I thought Eric Ebron was. Just using that as an example to pick on Eric Ebron. Uh, yeah, no, probably though he, he is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his, his athleticism looks special. His explosiveness is rare for a tight end. His ability to separate downfield. It's also tough because Iowa struggled to use both these guys. Like, like I don't know why they struggled so much because Hawkinson is clearly a stud in line, and Fant can kind of play all over, and they. Struggled yeah. to get them both on the field at the same time, which I never quite understood. I Me either. Um, I mean, it's it's Ronnie Brown and Kellogg Williams all over again. I mean, I, I, Iowa also struggled to get George Kittle involved, and he went in the fifth round partially because of that. Yeah. So who? Yeah, I, I don't know. Do we trust Iowa? They can develop the tight ends, but they're not using them that well. They can find them and develop them, yeah. Uh, okay, what tight end uh, would you categorize as your value pick? I went with Dex Raymond out of Utah State here. I like Dax Raymond. So enough. again, value pick comes back to depending on, like he's a. I like Dax Raymond too, but I I put someone of higher caliber in this slot, like more of a guy I think goes third round and can be a starting tight end, versus I who, yeah who I put, put Jay Sternberger from Texas A and M. I'm actually higher on Raymond than Sternberger, but not not by much. Very very tight. I and well, since we're already talking about him, Dax Raymond, I put as my yeah. sleeper tight end. I I went with a, a deeper. I think Dax Raymond, just to talk on him for a bit here, um, I think he uh, his ability to block is kind of what impressed me most with him. Uh, I didn't really expect him to be such a violent blocker. Um, mm-hmm. I also, like, he's, he, he, like, he separates decently. I think he just the ball as well. Like, I think um, yeah. he's a nice developmental tight end. Yeah, I, I think he, like he definitely is a solid blocker. I, I think he needs to get a bit stronger, and I think he can. I think I'm yeah. interested to I, see I, how he tests. Like me too. More so than a lot of these other tight ends. The top eight tight ends in this group, I think, can be like legit tight ends in the league. To be honest, uh, yeah, I'm high on the class. I'm high on the class. Yeah, um, I, I don't disagree. I think some guys need some more development, but. They have the tr- no for like, sure. They, like, you can see the traits are there for them to be competent I, NFL players. I think a lot of the class is like they're okay at blocking, but it's kind of like the mental aspect and the the technical aspect of blocking that kind of makes them worse at it. Which I think with coaching, yeah, that, yeah, you rather like you want like the big thing when OJ Howard, who's like one of the best tight ends I think we've seen come out. Yeah, his big sure. thing was he clearly is very willing to block. He's got yeah. to clean some stuff up. He uses his body well, and he he, uh, mm-hmm. he he wants to do it. And I think that's so much more important because uh, the the rest yeah. you can coach up for sure. Unless they're like super bad and awkward looking. Bucky and Hodges, like, like Bucky Hodges, yeah. Um, then then Can't it's even bad. Get in a three point stance. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that was awkward. I can throw another name out because I think I'm a lot higher on him for than, value uh, pick or sleeper. Value. I'm going to go for a deeper okay. sleeper. Uh, Kenyon Smith of Stanford. Yeah, no, he's in my. I, I would say, 
Uh, I was choosing between him and Sternberger for my value pick, where I think they're like th- go third round, uh, yep. and can can uh, yeah. be um, starters in the NFL. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Uh, okay, who's your sleeper then? I already said my Dak Raymond. Who you got? I went with Keenan Brown. Uh, okay, State. he's a guy who I don't think is just because there's a lot of strange tight ends. I think just because the class yeah. is deep, getting mentioned, and he's kind of seems to not be mentioned as much as a lot of these other guys. Um, but he deserves it. I, I think he's really good after the catch. He I is, think he's yeah. got some nice athleticism. Um, yep. I think he's like a nice H-back type guy. Yeah, uh, yes. I th- I see him as an H- I, H-back too. He's um, not for sure. He's not in my top <laughs> no, 10. Um, me either. Okay, me either. he's 11th for me though. Me too. Oh, okay. <laughs> and my, my comp on him is Johnny Smith. I and you know I love Jimmy Smith. Like so. I think in the right offense, Keaton Brown can be a productive H back. Like not you don't I don't think he's like a tight end, a starting tight end or anything, but he can no. find a role doing that. Yeah, I like like you said, he's kind of built a little weird. And he's like, like kind of Jonu was too. Um but he does a lot of really good things. Like like he moves well, he breaks tackles, like you said, and uh do damage after the catch. His hands don't look the cleanest, no. but he still makes catches. Yeah. He blocks okay, but he's not super aggressive. There's a lot to like with Keenan, and like, I like him as like a six round guy, and I think he can be a like a, a playmaker at that point. So, hey, I like this class a lot, though. So, um, okay, who is your wild card? I went. I went back to Noah Fant here. Okay, just because of the athleticism. If he goes to Indian tests, like like he hopes to test, and some people expect him to test, and he probably will test i don't know how he can push himself way up the board right like yeah I, th- I think i think right now he's he the the issue is not a lot of teams need tight ends badly enough to take them in the first round that's like as i was mm-hmm. working through my yeah. mock draft that's like kind of was one of my thoughts yeah especially because yeah. i think this draft uh obviously is defensive talent heavy so yeah, like there. If you need a guy, kind of almost at most spots, you can find one in the first round. Versus, do you really want? Especially, you can wait on the tight end because of this class as well. So, like, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I Fant could go anywhere from like twenty to fifty, pretty much. And like, if he tests even better, I think he can push himself up. I don't like that. I wouldn't do that. I'm just saying I could see that happening. But you're right, though. The, the not too many teams need tight ends. But sometimes guys, GMs and scouts, just see these guys and are like, okay, this is a toy and we need I'll, them. You know j- what I mean? J- right, I'll give you a little sneak peek <laughs> here. I ended up having Hawkinson go 32nd mm-hmm. to the Pats and then yeah. Fant going 33rd to the Cardinals. Okay. And that, like a lot of um, that was – those. The, I have them higher on my board, both of them higher on my board than that. But yeah. uh, it's just, again, tight end need wasn't as important as other need. For sure. Uh, let me ask you something. Who do you who do you like better, Evan Ingram or Noah Fant? Coming out, Noah Fant. I I'm okay. I'm high I'm just, on Noah Fant. Okay. Uh, I I uh, I, did, I thought Evan Ingram was overdrafted. I like Evan Ingram. Uh, how about how about Njoku or Fant? Fant. Okay. Coming out. I was a little yeah. low on Njoku. I had him like late twenties. Okay. So you like Fant? I do. I do. Uh, you'll 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 find out, especially when you hear my pro comparison. Uh, uh, okay, uh, um, you ever heard of Ozzy Newsom? Yeah. Who? Who's, who's your wild card? Uh, I put two down because like one one of them feels like obvious, so I just felt like I need to bring him up. Donald Parham. 
of <laughs> yes, Stetson. Okay, okay, I'm not yeah. in on him the way people seem to be. I mean, I love him. No, no, I absolutely. He's my favorite tight end. He's not yeah. in my top ten. Baby, he, he he's over six eight. He's two forty three. He moves like a point guard. Not really. He moves like a power forward. Um, like, and just as like I I feel like because he's such an odd prospect. Yeah, an eval. Yeah. People are hyping him so much on draft Twitter, where it's like I can't go a day without seeing tweets about him. He's a tight end from Stetson, and like. I'm not even sure if he's a tight end or an oversized receiver, or is he Bucky Hodges? I, I'm still not sure. Uh, okay, there's no real tape cut on him, so he's not in my rankings, and I, I don't know where. And I've seen a lot of Donald Parham. I've watched multiple highlights, and that means nothing, but still. Uh, and we saw him at the Senior Bowl before he got And hurt, there was but. some hype about him at the Senior Bowl, and I've yeah talking to, or slash seeing on Twitter from two two guys, I, I uh, two of my draft Twitter buddies um, being – uh, Dalton Miller and Zach Hicks both said that his his senior bowl was way overhyped and he actually like he, he was impressive when you look at it from the standpoint of he's a tight end from Stetson but when you look <laughs> yeah. at it from the standpoint of like he's supposed to be this top 10 tight end they both said he's not that impressive um yeah I I, don't I mean know. I'm not I, I'm, I would draft him but I would like, take a flyer on him late day three I'm just like there's some people talking about like second and third round no, no. Yeah, like that's no, no, no. especially with this class. Yeah. No. no. That, like, I love Donald Parham. I, like he no. has to 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 be more than what I currently think. He has to destroy the combine now. Yeah. And I yeah. For so sure. I just I felt I felt he needed to just be brought up in general so that there's our, our I, I'm glad you did. Thank yeah. You. Uh my actual wild card is Ole Miss tight end Dawson Knox. Okay. Um a guy who was criminally underutilized at Ole Miss. <laughs> Yeah. Um, who a former quarterback walked on at Ole Miss as a uh, as a QB and obviously tight end now. He I think is a big time athlete who is still learning the position, but he has the tools to be a big time starting tight end in the NFL. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But because of that lack of production, I think some teams will be scared off slightly, kind of like the George Kittle thing. But I think he does have the ability to blow up the combine. Maybe not to the point Kittle did. Yeah. But. Like to me, he looks like a great athlete at tight end, and um, I, I, I'm just interested to see whether, like, I think he's he's a starting tight end in the NFL, and I, I like I he he didn't catch a touchdown in college, and I feel like that's gonna be constantly brought up, but like, just just watch the tape. I, exactly, and like like just look at that Ole Miss offense. There's so many mouths to feed. Yeah, like yeah, that, like, that's the on. other thing. The top three receivers are gonna go top. 60 from that offense potentially yeah, yeah. so and it's like it, at some point it is hard to feed all those mouths uh but i mean it does make you wonder why Ole miss wasn't better <laughs> not really but it does hey i don't know because that left tackle greg little definitely a top 10 pick <laughs> I, anyway uh who's your best bet i went with irv smith from Bama. oh okay I like Irv Smith. I, do, I, yeah, I very I went, much I like Irv Smith. Mm-hmm. I tried to go a little, little different. Didn't want to pick Hawkinson again. Uh, I think Irv Smith can come in and be an extremely good tight end in the league. Okay, but I think we're on the same page about our boy Irv. I, there's a lot to like about Irv Smith. Uh, yeah, Irv Smith could I be. He, I think uh, in like, I think four tight ends from this group could have been tight end one in last year's group. I, I I don't think that's impossible. Like, and I, I think like I think 
I know we talk about Indy a lot, but I think Indy is big for tight ends, underratedly big for tight ends. And I, I think Irv can go and have a really nice week in, uh, in Indy. And, and, uh, and, and I'm going to agree with that statement because a lot of offenses, especially in college football, struggle to get their tight ends involved consistently. So yeah, That's why I don't think college tight end production it, matters. It doesn't. Like, I, I, you know me. I, I like to, when we do this, I, I write out the um, the stats for all these like these guys in their career. And, yeah. like, it really is. not None of them are, like, super overly productive at all. And, like, I don't care at all also because, again, who cares? Just tight Irv end. Smith looks like – go ahead, sir. Like, Irv Smith, for example, was open a lot, but there was – Jerry Judy was also wide open 60 yards downfield. Uh, yeah. And, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of offenses don't take control of their – or, like, heavily involve their tight ends. And when they do, they have two of them, so they're not feeding no fan. <laughs> I know. Uh, Irv Smith looks like he could be, like, a 10-year starter in a league in a potential big, pro Big, big agree. So. Uh, I like I like Air Smith a lot. I, I like that you chose him. I couldn't talk myself out of choosing Hawkinson. Uh, I'm fair. very high on Hawkinson, though. Um, See, my 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 the reason I talk myself out of Hawk is because if he goes top ten, he's not my best bet. Just to pan uh, or not not pan out, but more so fill what you expect that from being of, a top ten pick. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if a tight end goes top ten, he has to be like Gronkowski. Level, I know. which I is know. ridiculous because yeah. Gronkowski is arguably the greatest tight end of all time. But like, <laughs> yeah. it's just that's why you shouldn't take a tight end top ten, probably. Yep, it's hard. To, it's tight end is one of my favorite positions on the field. Oh, big I, agree. It's hard for me. It's hard for me to take one in the first round now. I think. I I think I, just the way the I, I'm looking at the. All I I, I think like I I agree, but I do think I I'd be okay taking three of these tight ends in the first round. Uh, Hawkinson, I'm very okay with taking the first round. Other than that, I... what about Donald Parham? Sorry. Oh yeah, obviously. I mean, if he if he jumps, is he the one tight end you take top ten? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's transcendent. He's six nine. He probably runs a four one. <laughs> okay, top ten countdown time. Starting at number ten, I'm weirdly I'm most interested to see who you have at ten. I. You shouldn't be. I mean, I like this class a lot. I think there's a lot of dudes to like. Uh, there's a lot of draftable guys. Yeah, like, I I, I think there are 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. <laughs> I think there's at least 16, 17, mm-hmm. 17 guys who will make a roster. I don't think that many yeah. tight ends will get drafted because that's a fucking lot of tight ends that get drafted. But I do, maybe even 18. Let's say 18. Well, I mean, 14 dudes got drafted last 19. year. So. I'm, uh, as, I, as I scroll, I keep seeing guys who I think could make a team. Yeah, okay, I'll say 19 <laughs> guys, 19 tight ends in this class I think can make a roster. I think that's fair. Um, okay, at 10, I end up with Zach Gentry, my boy from Michigan. I've been a little up and down on him uh, through the year. I had high hopes coming in when he, when he measured like 6'8", 260. So, the, obviously, his size pushes him up a bit for me because... That's massive. Oh, so is Parham um, number one then? Well, Parham's two twenty. So no, sorry, <laughs> Donald. Um, uh, when I threw the tape on, he was a better blocker than I. That I was, was my main takeaway. I uh, I hadn't. Um, he, he's one of the tight ends I had to like brush up a bit on uh, t- mm-hmm. yesterday. And uh, my first takeaway was from twenty seventeen to twenty eighteen, he was a much better blocker. Yeah, he like in mean. I think he's pretty mean and just really, really solid blocker. Um, and like he's a massive man. So 
Like, and he's a good athlete for how big he is, too. So that, that those are two big boxes, I think, that he checks. And, like, he can make very, very special catches, but also struggle with some really, really bad drops. So that's why, like, fifth or sixth round type of guy for me at the bottom of my top ten. But I still like Zach Gentry. And I think he could go and be nothing in the league or be really good. He so. is my – he's not in my top – he's my tight end 12. Yeah. But my pro comp on him is Matt Spath. Like, I think he can be a tight end, too, for a while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and that blocking has a lot to do with it. Like, Spath was a heck of a blocking tight end for a while. Uh, Like, I I don't see why he would be worse than, like, Levine Toilolo. I mean, that's my my comp for Parham, because they're both 6, 8 plus. (laughs) Um, Just kidding. My comp's actually Bucky Hodges. Okay. My 10... I love Bucky Hodges so much. Me too. My tight end 10 is San Jose State tight end Josh Oliver. Um, 226th on my big board. Uh, my comp firm's Tyler Higby. I think he's this big, Ooh. raw athlete who doesn't really yeah. know how to play the position. Yeah. Uh, and, and, like, not a guy you would want to be playing in line early. Um, no. And I think that does hurt taking a tight end late because – Generally, if you're taking a tight end late, I, I feel like you're taking the type of guy who, a Zach Gentry, for example, you know this guy can be a tight end too for a while. Like, you know he, he mm-hmm. can make your team because he can block. Things like that I think are important yeah. to justify taking a guy like a tight end like this late. Um, and I don't think Oliver hits that. But I do think a team, if he tests really well in Indy, uh, I think a team could um, potentially take him as high as the sixth round. I, that's where I have him in the six, but I don't like him. That me, much. me neither. But like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I see all that though. Everything the you, size you, and athlete, like he's this on. big athlete, and I think it, uh, a team might think they can develop that. I mean, it hasn't worked out for Tyler yeah. Higby that well. So, but I, yeah. I thought that was a um, sick comp. <laughs> I like. I kind of like taking even though Me too. Oh, I did. Um, yeah. I, I one thing for him, you touched on a, a lot of that. Like, in, like you said, he's not a great blocker, so you're not going to want to play him in line. I just I don't love his ability to go get the football. No, that's what I mean. Like he finish. doesn't like yeah. His his uh, athleticism and size are just really what you're looking at with him, and you're hoping you can develop yeah, the rest. So of like, it. I've got a couple guys in the sixth round, and I would take him probably last because you don't probably, really so. have a role for him, and it's hard to put a guy, develop a guy yeah. who you can't figure out a role where like you know what I mean. He's yeah, a he's a strange sure. eval. Uh, nine for you. I have Elise Mack from Notre Dame. Okay, I I, I, I do not have him, but okay. I get it. I I I had a feeling we we're gonna differ on this guy. Um, I don't think he's a fifth round guy. I, I don't mind Elise Mack. He, he's a lean body, moves well. Like sometimes he blocks well, but like he's more of a shove blocker a lot of times. His hands are good. He can do a little bit after the catch. I don't mind him. I think he can be a solid tight end too. I uh. I think he's worth, like, in the fifth or sixth round, I think he's worth taking a shot on. I mean, uh, he, I don't think he's going to be a special guy or in the least at all, and I don't know how much upside he has, but yeah. I think he's just a solid tight end. Uh, okay, nine for me is Dax Raymond. We talked about him a bit. The okay. Utah State tight end. 222nd mm-hmm. on my big board. Uh, comp, Virgil Green. I think he's big. I think there there's a bit of athleticism there. I think he can develop into a, a nice tight end, too, who can block kind of like Virgil Green. Um, I'm again really interested to see how he tests in Indy. Yeah, I think testing is going to be big for him. 
I'm I'm higher on him than you are, but yeah, if he doesn't test well enough, I know I, I don't put off ton of stock in that, but especially with smaller school guys, you kind of have to a little yeah. bit sometimes. Um, if he doesn't test well, he's gonna move down for me. I I I think he's he's good though. I like, I like, I like him, him too. You'll see how high of him. Uh, tight on eight. Uh, sorry, I'm just, well, changing files. Ooh, Shit. fancy. Yeah, I got I got way too much stuff open. Let's write Jay Sternberger. Okay, Texas A&M. I, I like him as a fourth round guy though. I'm I'm I like this group a lot. He's like I said. I think there's eight guys that can be really solid starting tight ends in the NFL, and he's the first of the. You eight. like this group like I like the receivers. I was gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's just like, like I said though, like I touched on. There's lots of them are like are aggressive or like willing blockers, but they need to clean a lot of stuff up. And I feel like that's a lot of the group. Um. Jason, there's a lot of like to, to with Sternberger though. Like he's he's quick, he's fast. Like he's got some giddy up when he has the ball in his hands too. Uh, he's gonna make con- catches through contact, and like again, like he's a decent blocker, but you're not gonna want to leave him alone on an edge. Like the fourth round, that's uh, a type of guy I think can really help your football team though. Uh, my eight is UCLA tight end kill Wilson. Interesting. Okay, I I, I fell on him. From the summer, a lot. Uh, I want to see more on him because I was really unimpressed with him at uh, the Senior Bowl. Yeah, me like, too. And just he watching him, lethargic and like not good at moving. Yeah, which is like mm-hmm. not not great for a guy who's two hundred and thirty five pounds at tight end. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, for sure. That it hurt. It hurt his rankings for me. I don't hate Kelly. Uh, one hundred and sixty six on my board. Uh, Pro comp Dustin Keller. Uh, I think he's got um, pretty good hands. I don't think you're getting much out of him as a blocker, though. I don't think he does a whole lot mm-hmm. after the catch. Um, like He's a tight end two at best, I think, uh, who could yeah. potentially spot start for you. I need to see testing, especially after what I saw at the Super yes, Bowl. Absolutely. Because like, that, that's a big red flag for me right now. Is like I didn't adjust this because ba- I don't want to. Like I'm, I I go tape over everything else, but like no for sure, but for sure. Um, if if he tests like shit, then that's a big worry because then it's, there's yeah. not really any upside with that. Yeah, I have him like in that like a kind of behind Gentry, like so yeah. But if he, if he goes and stinks up Indy, he probably UDF. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is tight end seven? I have Dax Raymond here. Okay, um, so not I like yeah. not like way Sorry? above my ranking. Oh no, but I. I Where'd you like? Where would you draft Dax? Uh, mid to late day three. See, I'm a I'm a lot higher. I'm like I'm like late third, early fourth round. I, I like him a lot. So you think uh, he's a starting tight end? If it all comes together, I think so for sure. Yeah. Um, catches the ball well. We I mean we already talked about him. Like I said mm. though, like if he doesn't test well, it's it's going to be a little scary. And I think he can get stronger and become a better blocker. Uh, I think that's a, a big thing. Like I said, eight to one. I think are. Are all starters in the league? Uh, okay, tight end seven for me is Georgia tight end Isaac Nada. Okay, hundred and sixty third on my board. Uh, reminds me of Chris Cooley, which is a little, a little bit of a strange one. I love Chris Cooley though. It's um, a good comment. I think he yeah. adjusts the ball really well. I mm-hmm. I think he's a solid athlete. I think he's a willing blocker. Uh, yeah. He, I mean, again, most of these tight ends can improve there, other than probably Hawkinson because he's so. Yeah, not a not. He's not powerful, but he's got a bit of a pop, and he's going to stay in front. Of yeah, you like yeah. the 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 things are there. You, there's more to build on, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd like him to clean up his hands a little bit. Yes, uh, for he sure. needs he like, needs concentration. Drops, yeah, yes. Stop. Is he in your top ten? 
Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the drops need to be cleaned up, and I think he, he needs to do a better job running cleaner reps. He's another tight end who's barely utilized, though. So it's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. definitely tough to get a total feel for him. Um, but, yep. yeah. Uh, tight end six? Okay. Uh, six for me is Dawson Knox. Okay. I know you, you love Dawson Knox. We talked to him quite a bit. Like that like I've a how many guys do I have in there? Uh one one, two, three, four, five, six. I have six guys in the third and fourth round. I tied in. Okay. So it's a big it's a big group for me and they're all kind of separated. I I I know who I usually when it's this tight, I can't, it's hard for me to separate them, but I kinda know who I like over who. Anyways, Dawson Knox. Uh we talked about him quite a bit. Like you said, he's he's really athletic. Um the big thing for me that kind of moves him down a bit, like that doesn't let me really fall in love with him, uh, are his is his blocking. Like he's physically okay. It's just his he's not very aware. <laughs> he's he's not very technically sound. He's a bit of a liability there. I think everything else is pretty good. Like like you said, he's, he moves really well. He's quick. He's fast. Um, the hands are solid. I think he's got really good hand eye coordination too. Uh, some juggling catches and stuff. Like some some really impressive ones. And he's really good at like going up and down to get the ball. And that's something I usually look for in tight ends because sometimes you know they're a little uh, thick in the waist and they can't. Yeah, yeah, adjust stuff. adjustment ability. Yeah, it's it's basically ball adjustment. So yeah, I I I've Dawson in the third or fourth round. I do like him. It just uh, the blocking he's got to clean up a little. Uh, okay, for me, the, these six tight ends are all in my top one hundred. So okay, like I guess cool. I, I am pretty high on the class too, but it's hard not. It's so like we're we're pretty much there except for yeah yeah. Uh, but six for me is Caden Smith, the Stanford tight end. Um, mm-hmm. big, uh, great ball adjustment guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, can make some crazy circus catches. Not much of a route runner. Not much of a blocker right now. I I think he can improve that. He doesn't do a whole lot after the catch. I, I, yeah. I don't want to call him soft, but sometimes he struggles through traffic over the middle. He'll make some crazy down-the-seam catch, but then let's say he's running like a five-yard in. He'll he'll mm-hmm. he'll struggle with that with a linebacker contacting him. Uh, yeah. I He's a guy I'm really interested to see how he tests. Me too. I think he's like he, – I think he's a l- athletic enough, but not like, a special athlete like, by any stretch. Like he's like, 81st on my big board, and I see Tyler Eifert when I watch him, which is like a pretty big comp dude, considering okay. like if Eifert wasn't injured constantly, Eifert's one of the better candidates in the NFL. I, I'm glad we're kind of there because I like Caden Smith a lot, but you, you really touch on a lot of his issues. I, I do – I know you said he's soft, and I think you're, you mean like through contact because yeah. I think he's got a bit of a mean streak. Oh, yeah, a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah, of a mean yeah, streak. yeah. I don't mean like as a – yeah, I mean, I know, yeah. I knew what you meant. I just want to okay. clear that up. But he he definitely does have a bit of a mean streak. Like, uh, not the quickest release. Like, like, and like he's like I said, athletic enough but not special. Um, but yeah, his his hands are nice. They're strong. Like he's gonna go up and snag balls. Uh, I can see Eifert, like, at his absolute highest point. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I like Kenneth Smith a lot, and you'll, you'll see how I am. All right. Have him. I guess we're around the same. Who's so. tight end five for you? I have Isaac Nada here. Uh, he's in the third or fourth round for me as well. Uh, we talked about him a lot. What I wanted to touch on something. Oh, something that <laughs> I kind of noticed. Like, we, we talked about him a lot already. Like, the drops, yeah, the concentration drops are the big thing for me. Sorry, I'm just reading through my notes. Um, one thing I noticed, though, is when he's, when he's in the slot, 
he kind of looks like he's always on the verge of false starting. <laughs> which is a little weird thing for me. And, like, you can see, like, linebackers kind of, like, pointing at him. Like, like they thought he false started. But he didn't. It just looks just like he's almost, almost doing it. It's clever. Yeah, I, I did like – I like him a lot. And, like you said, he barely got used at Georgia. Um, I think he can be a good tight end in the NFL. I, I do, too. I, th- I think he's a developmental starter. Uh, yeah, tight, sure. tight end for me is Jay Sternberger, obviously the Texas A&M tight end. We talked about him a bit. Um, 68th on my board, pro comps Vance McDonald, where I think he it's going to take some more time with him than some of these yeah. other guys. But I think if he reaches potential, I I like Vance McDonald. I think is a very very good tight end. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's one of the most underrated tight ends in the NFL. It obviously took some time for him to get there, and it took him getting to Pittsburgh, but. I think the combination of I think Sternberger is a good athlete. I think he does a lot of damage after the catch. Uh, I think he he can win 50-50 balls. Um, I think obviously he needs to clean up some route running. You talked about the yeah. you talked about some of his blocking flaws earlier. Um, I, I I don't think like he's ready to be a starting tight end, but I think he can get there down the road. And I I, uh, I think he's a bit of a motherfucker, which I think about Vance McDonald too. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely can see those fans. Uh, okay, tight end four. It's Ram Caden Smith, and I, I liked him a lot more than I expected to like him going in, and we, we talked about him a lot. Like, I think he's he's pretty well rounded. So our, yeah, yeah, like our, our, we're we're pretty similar, just guys in different spots. And like we're overall we're pretty close with all. Of them, yeah, so. yeah, and our top three is the same. So I think for me, I'm uh, Dax is the big separator, and for you, it's Jace. But I yeah. still have Jace as a fourth round guy. So yeah, and I I still think I like Dax. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Anyway, sorry. Uh, talk, Caden. No, I think we did a yeah, lot. We, right? Yeah, we, I mean, we, we did. Touch him. I, all right. I like him a lot. Yeah, go ahead. Tight end four, Dawson Knox, a little miss. Um. All right. And we, uh, we talked about him a lot. Uh, we've said that a lot. Um, I think he he's got a chance to really shoot himself up in, in Indy just because the lack of production yeah, is probably holding sure. some people back on him. But I think he's a really great athlete. Uh, 66 on my board. Mm-hmm. I got a pretty big comp on him. I have Zach Ertz. That's a big yeah, comp. I think he, he is. Um, Ertz early couldn't block for shit. You, t- you talked about some of the blocking stuff. Um, Ertz, yeah. um, I-, I think it took time, but because of his potential, he obviously he just set the tight end catch record. Um, I- and I, j- I really think Dawson Knox could be very good. Um, I think he could be too. Like I said, my top eight, I think they could all be really, but, uh, really solid tight ends. I think these next three guys who uh, we obviously have, unless you're insane and have Donald Parham in your top three. Um, and I think these next three guys are like the clear three at the top. I I agree. And who is your I think tight end? We, we have them in the same order. I, I, I'm assuming. Who's your tight end three? Irv Smith. Okay, yeah, we have them in the same order. I, I, yeah, definitely must. I, I, I think I like him more than I like Noah Fan, though. To be honest, you sound like you do. Um, I have I do, them. Yeah, I have Fan Smith uh, separated by six spots on my big board, so it's not like insane. Okay. Um, so I, I like I like Irv like uh, like a late second early third guy, but I like him a lot. I have a I have a second round grade on him. Um, yeah, he's twenty eighth on my big board though. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah. I, I, the, do you want to hear the pro comp I have for him? I, you're either going to love it or hate I, it. I'm not sure. 
Okay. Del- Delaney Walker. Yo, I almost thought that. It's like he's not... I almost thought that. He, he's not like... He, he's built kind of weird. Where to, to the yeah. point you're like... He, you you kind of look at Irv Smith and you're not sure he's going to be a good blocker, but then he is. And yeah. he's this good athlete. He's very, 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 very stout blocker. Yeah, he, like he, block. he wants to put his fucking nose in there and blow people up. He gets after it. That's that's yeah. my, that's that's mm-hmm. why I like this tight end class so much. A lot of these guys want it, which we talked about. Versus, like, other yeah. years, like, Mike Gusecki fucking doesn't want anything to do with blocking. <laughs> Sorry, Mike Gusecki. Yeah. Um, but also, Irv, ball in his hand, he can make plays after the catch. He's he's a, a pretty good route runner for this tight end class, which I I gen- I, I think he's a savvy route runner, I, and, and that's why I, I kind of thought of Delaney when I. Yeah. And generally, I find tight ends aren't great route runners, and it takes time. That's why tight ends don't adjust the NFL's like overly fast. It's because a lot of them aren't that great mm-hmm. of uh, route runners. But Ir- Irv, um, they're just big and they get open. Yeah, Irv might be the best route runner in this class. I don't disagree with you. Um, yeah. Not by like a bunch, but I think I think he he's he probably is who I would say is the best. Um, you talked about the blocking. I I just think he can be a plug and play tight end. I think so too. Um, I think so too. I really like how fast he gets off the line of scrimmage, and like he he just seems tough. Like when he gets he's got impressed and stuff. Like he he's working through linebackers and all of that, and like. He's gonna catch, make catches through contact. I don't worry about any of those things with him. Nope. I I, a, I think he's he's like he's like almost like Hawkinson Jr. Like he's just he's clean and well rounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, there's no f- massive flaw to his game. I guess. No. Uh, okay. No. I'm. Ass- I think people. Yeah. I think well, everyone's kind of a little low on him maybe because of. I think it's gonna build. Fanton Hawkinson. It's gonna build. It's gonna build. I think so. Too. I, I, I feel it. Uh, tight end two. I'm assuming it's Noah Fant. Yeah, I'm no fan here. Um, he's 22nd, so like, 22nd on my big board. Yeah. The comp... I, I have him as a second round You're guy. probably going to hate the comp. I love the comp. And it, it's... Uh, I think this comp will trigger people, but they can go fuck themselves. OJ Howard's my comp on no fan. Yeah, I don't like it. He blocks like a motherfucker, and I don't care what... I haven't seen a game where he's not the second most willing run blocker in this class. He is okay, so, so yeah, let's willing. There's like I, I can clip. Yeah, it definitely. I can clip so many times where like Hawkinson obviously is like a legitimately could be an elite blocking tight end. I think Fant, mm-hmm. like Howard, sticks his nose in, is looking to drive you downfield. He's got the the Iowa tight end blocking gene. And I saw Ledyard bring this up on Twitter recently, and he's like, "Why do people say Noah Fant's a bad blocker? Show me the game where he is. He isn't." And I think that's like the biggest misconception is because he's this. He's kind of thin, and he's this yeah. great athlete. People say he's not a willing blocker or try to like because you'll see no, you'll see the Jimmy Graham comp on yeah. him. And my reason I don't like that comp is because I get I get it for using him stylistically in a passing mm-hmm. game that way, but I don't get it because Jimmy Graham yeah. doesn't want anything to do with blocking versus Fant's trying and wants to. That, that's yeah. Okay. Speed. So uh, let's let's talk. no. I think you're right. I I he definitely tries. To block. So, like, if you're saying he's not a willing blocker, I think you're just wrong. straight up wrong. Um, he definitely has, like, the odd pancake. Like, he will go and he, he works hard, like you said, and will put some guys on the ground and draft some dudes. I think his – a lot of his blocking issues are just, like, technical and just, like, misreading blitzes and all that kind of stuff, uh, stunts and whatever. I, so, if, if you clean that up 
And I think if he puts on a little weight, I think he can be a very, very, very solid. That's another player. thing that's going to be important for him is because he, he's listed. I think Iowa lists him at 6'5", 241. I've seen him listed at yeah. 6'4", 245. Like, yeah. I, I want to know how much he actually weighs because he, he, he yeah. I, I can't, like, he looks pretty thin. I know. I don't think he's in the 240s. Oh, you think he's under? To be honest, that, I think that would be a big hit to him. If he if he came in at like let's say he ended up being like six five two thirty five or something that'd be a real bad thing. I th- I don't know what he's going to come in at. I don't know. I I just I don't know if he played at two forties in the two forties. I don't know. Um, positives from him though but, uh, his yeah, his ability to separate mm-hmm. and his just flat athleticism I think is rare for the tight end position. Yeah, like he just. And he's good with the ball in his hand too. Like we know how quick fast he is. Like the hand, his hands are good. They're reliable. Like, and he lines up in line. Like we talked about. It's not like it's not like he's this slot tight end like Gasecki or like wherever else they hit him. Like he lines up in line and like you said, he's willing as hell and yeah, he moves so well. He's fast off the line. And like I, I, there's a lot to like with No Fan, and there's just something hold, that holds me back a bit from falling in love with him. Um, I, like I said, I can kind of see him being a bust, but I can also see him being a, a pro Bowl player. And then number one is TJ Hawkinson, of course. Donald Par- what? what? Yeah. Um, Hawkinson's 16th on my big board. And my, you wouldn't draft him there, though, right? Or would you? I mean, it, it, it's so dependent on team. Yeah. Like, I really like 32nd in New England. I thought that was really perfect for him. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I, I'm in that 25 to 40 range. Is and, like. and my comp on him is George Kittle. That's all I see when I see him. Yeah, like he is yeah. the the um, motherfucker is a blocker. He's mm-hmm. uh he's a good athlete. He separates. He's got speed uh to make plays downfield. I think he's fantastic at ball adjustments. Is really great contact balance for a tight end after the catch. Yeah, he does. He's yeah. really good through traffic. Like I mean, we talked about him a lot. There's like nothing really. Like what? It's hard to find something to pick on in his game. Yep. No, for sure. I like. He's almost to the point where like I didn't enjoy watching him that much because he's just so clean. Oh, I, I <laughs> he love just does everything him. so well. Uh, <laughs> like, well, he's a great. Like, it's it was almost like watching a tackle block. So. Yeah. No, that. I think I think it, you you could fairly say it, it's almost more fun to watch him block because he's just so. <laughs> I want to see him more with the ball, man. I, you're right, but I want to see him get the ball more because he didn't get it that much. And he got it way more than Fant still somehow. I mean, he won, he won yeah, the Mackey. Yeah. Like, Matt Spath won the Mackey too. That's pretty cool. Yeah. He, he did. Um, yeah, I, I really like this tight end class. Like I said, I think there's like 19 guys who could make a roster. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. You know who I, I, I think is going to like really put themselves in the draft conversation after the combine just to throw a name out there because he's fucking shredded. Uh, Missouri tight end Kendall Blanton. 6'6", oh, 260. He was like, because Albert O was not really much of an inline blocker guy, right? He was like their inline yeah. tight end when they go two tight end sets. And he like he blocks his ass off. And he's just like, looks like he was made in a lab. And he got the, he got, Can I ask you what you think about Trevon Wesco? Oh, what? Wesco? Like, I didn't yeah. think anything good about him. And then I, I was impressed with him at the Senior Bowl, though. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, when I when I watched him, yeah. Sorry. No, go, go ahead. ahead. 
I mean, he's clearly not a true tight end. He's, he's going to be an H yeah. back. And he, he's a good blocker. He's pretty powerful. That's his best uh, thing. He doesn't move. Yeah, he doesn't move very well. His hands are a bit spotty. He's 6'3", 270. Yeah, he can move a like he can do a little bit of damage to the ball. Like in his to, hands. to me, I can see it, like as it. You go ahead, I was just gonna say to me, he, he like just because you don't. It's hard to justify having a true fullback on your team these days. That's the guy you just you. Yeah. That's your fullback. I think that type of guy. Yeah, I agree. Um, he's one of the I, guys. I, 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 he's one I like of the guys him. I said. I one of the nineteen guys who I think could make a roster. Yeah, on date like I, it was weird. It, like it felt almost with him one snap. You're like. Like, oh, he's, he's good. And then the next one, like, he's trying to catch the ball and he looks silly. Dang. Yeah, like, that was my big thing. Slow up and down. That, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That was- I, I day three, though. I don't fly. I'll fuck with him. <laughs> That'll do it for us at Seven Rounds in Heaven. You can follow us on Twitter at AJMarchese13, at RobPaul50. Fuck me. At RobPaulNFL. <laughs> at AC All Americans, at ArmchairNFL. Go to ArmchairAllAmericans.com. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, my seven round mock draft is up. If not, you can read my uh, big Senior Bowl winners and losers article from last week. And uh, AJ, any last words? Get off the mound.